Welcome, my dear listener out there. I'm Anna Yelen, and you know that I don't like to be intrusive. But here I was for the last eleven days, in your face and ears, and more people than I expected were with me, and you might be one of them. I must admit, it feels good to know that someone is listening at the other end. Thank you for being here. It means a lot. For me, it's been worth every single minute I have spent thinking, writing, recording, editing, and publishing. And here we are again, you and me, entering lesson number eleven, where I ponder digital minimalism and creativity. I have no intention to take the role of being instructive or moralizing, but I want to share my experience of the last two months. Where I have drastically reduced my phone manners, and what this means to me. An important note before we start: I can sound very radical on this topic, maybe because I am. Bear in mind that everything I share with you today is just my opinion, and perhaps I am entirely wrong, but it feels right for me. I believe it's worth thinking about how we could use this fantastic world called the internet, apps, games, and smartphones to our advantage, and not become slaves of it. If we keep control, everything is fine. And now let's start. Digital minimalism, also the name of a book, is about choosing a focused life in a noisy world. As the best-selling author Cal Newport writes, a name you won't find on social media, and by accident, I came across another book of his five years ago, which had a significant impact on me, called Deep Work. I recommend reading both if you are interested in doing some digital declutter, want to regain more deep work conduct, or. Need tools and tricks to use your devices a bit less. Apropos devices, I have two phones. Now you might think, "Wow, Anna, digital minimalism well implemented." <laughs> well, let me explain. It started with a phrase. That phrase which brought back my life. No, I'm joking. But this does remind me of an essay written by Andrew Sullivan with the title "I Used to Be a Human Being." The first three phrases go like this: an endless bombardment of news, gossip, and images has rendered us manic information addicts. It broke me. It might break you too. But back to my phrase, which popped up in my brain sitting in a town in Sweden. At a sushi place, looking around at all the people, me thinking, I don't want to be part of this. Every being in that place was sitting with their head down, eating and staring at their smartphones. It made me so sad, like really, really sad. And it still does. What has happened to us? Where have those deeply human behaviors gone? You know, to see each other, to notice that we are here on this planet together, living an adventure. 
I want to see this expression in faces that this is exciting. But when I look into that smartphone for hours, I lose this. I get more like a controlled robot, but not piloted by me. And I am saying no to this without saying no to all the advantages it brings. To be connected with you is one example. That's great. I love this. And I love the exchange I have with you guys. Okay, so when I thought, I don't want to be part of this, I bought an old Nokia and was deeply disappointed to see a game installed and even access to the internet. They updated that old phone. But then I found the one where I could only phone and write text messages. It's the most straightforward mobile phone I have ever seen with big buttons. And I have an alarm button, which I didn't know until I pressed it on the terrace of a restaurant and the alarm went off. Something like this. The incredible thing is you can't switch it off. <laughs> it calls three saved contacts during the alarm, which I thought were shortcuts to call them, but no, these are apparently my emergency contacts. And I have to mention that those three contacts, Samuel, my sister and my parents, aren't very attached to their phones, so nobody heard my call. And I thought, oh, that's good. But I did not know that they got sent a message by my phone telling them that they missed an emergency call from me and that I am in danger. Isn't that great? I love my phone. And yes, I now do understand that this phone is made for elderly people. This phone is phone number one. The one I use to call or text message others. If I go for a long walk, that phone comes with me, just in case. Maybe you don't know that I once got lost in the Swiss mountains and almost died. And I remember thinking, if I had a phone, I could call for help. Now, I'm not someone who calls people and writing text messages takes time. So now you can imagine how often I use it. Not a lot. Let's say maybe five to ten minutes a day. If I want to contact people, I write letters, postcards or emails. And apropos emails, I have no other possibility to write the emails on my laptop, which I think, uh, only on my laptop, which I think is good. Now let's talk about phone number two, which is my smartphone. The most important fact is that I use it like a tool, a hammer, a screwdriver, and that is why it lies in a box with all my charging cables. It is out of sight the whole time, and I use it only for two special reasons. One, if I want to edit my homepage or use e-banking. I have so-called two-factor authenticator for safety reasons and this, this is on that smartphone. Reason number two is Instagram. It's my window to the outside world 
and it is the most used platform to share my work. But here comes the thing. I can only be on Instagram for nine minutes per day. And there is no chance that I can break that rule. I have installed a blocker I cannot modify. Well, yeah, I'm sure I could do it somehow, but I don't. I keep my nine minutes rule. I remember that I started with 30 minutes per day and thought that was great. It's up to each one of us to ask that question, how much time is okay for me to be in there? And then you stick to that limit. My phones play a marginal role in my life. They are not that important and I like that. Last but not least, there is my laptop. I love my laptop. That's where I write. I have installed a program called Rescue Time and I can add blockers so that I can only use the internet to support my writing. In the morning, everything is blocked except for the dictionary, thesaurus, a translation homepage. And when I have written four to five hours, the internet and my email box unblock for precisely one hour. I have a list with all the things I wanted to Google or important emails I need to write. And after an hour, everything gets back to being blocked. The military is a kindergarten compared to my rules. But hey, this is how I started a long time ago. And I wonder if I would deinstall everything if I spent more time online. And yes, I think so. And that's why I keep it that way. You might wonder why I am so strict on that topic. Well, I tell you why. There are three reasons this time. Reason number one. I earn my money by creating content that people want to read or listen to. This means I have to think, write, create and publish my work and repeat. That's what I have to do, nothing else. Spending time online will take time from these activities and I can't afford that. Reason number two is even more important. I need to create the activities mentioned above to be happy. If I want to create content that shall be good enough to ask you to have a look at my work, I want it to be valuable and creative. That's where I need my creativity to come into the game. My creativity only shows up when I am present, when I am in the analog world. Every screen shoes away my creativity. And to protect the world of imagination, I limit my digital time. Now what do I do instead? Well, I write, but I love to read for a long stretch. Sometimes when I have a day off, I take a book, lie on my sofa and read the whole afternoon. In your eyes, maybe that's a waste of time, but God, I love it. And sometimes I just sit around. And I sit and think, and it's so interesting what kind of thoughts show up. Oh boy, this is well, I love it. And sometimes I make a fire outside because that makes me so happy to stand or sit there and watch it burn and 
think or maybe talk to the others who are there with me. Doing all this, my creativity never leaves me. She's always there listening. And sometimes she comes up with an idea and gives it to me. And that's why I have to be present and I can't be spending too much time in the digital world. Reason number three is the most important one. My life happens right here. And that's where I want to be, aware of this moment. I want to feel life in my flesh, skin and bones. Yes, I want to be present. My dear one, it's the last day of the year 2021. It's been a ride. Many people out there hope or wish for the next year to be better. I don't know if I would look at it that way. I tell myself, just continue. Continue to be curious. Continue to enjoy. I love that word. Enjoy. Continue to love, to smile, to be here. I wish you a peaceful and healthy start into the new year. And I will be back tomorrow with lesson number 12, the last one. I wanted this lesson to be the first episode of 2022 because it's about life. So long, farewell, goodbye. Yours, Anna.